This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. I'm so happy to be with you. And I am joined by, I, I think, you know, I've been called like local celebrity before, but it's definitely a local celebrity that's joining me now uh, for many, many years. Our police chief, our friend, uh, Dwight Hanger. How are you, Dwight? I'm great. And you are definitely a local celebrity. <laughs> no, uh, you know, we both were back in the day. We'll, uh, we'll hand that title off to other people at this time. Okay, uh, sounds good. Dwight's joining us from uh, other side of the country right now. You're in the D.C. area? I am. Awesome. It was great to see you. We got to see you last week uh, as you flew out for the Success Awards. And that's what this partnership uh, podcast is part of that series where we're highlighting those people that won our Success Awards uh, for this year. You were handed the Chairman's Award by Mr. Mark Heron and, and Chris Romer uh, for the service that you've done to this community now that you have recently uh, moved on to Washington, D.C. to use your skills there. When Mark and Chris called you, just because I know you a little bit, <laughs> what was it, what's your first reaction when they say they want to give you an award? Well, I was astounded and honored, and and when I heard the list of people who'd gotten the award before, I was uh, felt humbled to be a part of that group. And um, clearly, it's not about me; it's about the great work the men and women of the Vail Police Department have done over the last twenty-two years. I think that's cool. Uh, tell me, and obviously, we want to focus on them and the incredible things they've done. But uh, you know, this is—you're my guest, so we got to know just a little bit about you. How long ago did you uh, set foot in Vail and make this your home and start to help our community? So I got the job in January of uh, 2002 and uh, have been the chief for 22 years and really feel very, very lucky that I've had this opportunity to lead the men and women of the police department and, and be a part of the community and, and make a difference and working with you and a lot of others to, to make good forward progress and a lot of really exciting issues for the community and really important issues for the community. Yeah, that's the actually the first place that I got to know you uh, back in the day was uh, the police department had insisted on having a community spot within the local television broadcast in a good way. Not to, you know, you didn't insist forcefully. You, uh, you really. Well, I might have threatened you during one of those to arrest you. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe that could be considered a threat. But no, it was a great opportunity for for us to reach out to the community through uh, your television broadcast. And uh, I had the other officers come in and do that and scared the crap out of them doing that. And so. Uh, but they they you know learned to like it and it was good for the good experience for them so I uh you always sent great officers you've always had a really cool team uh, around you and I know that's one thing that you've been very intentional about building as you were uh looking at uh, you know 22 years had gone by and you're leaving you were I bet it felt pretty good to be leaving with uh with such a team in place it felt good but it also reminded me of the people that had come and gone during my time and retention recruitment has been one of the the key issues for the police department, you know, many other businesses in the community and, and like others, we, we have the same issues with the housing and, and pay and being able to aff affordable living. And for many of our folks, they start very young with us and get married and have kids and want the house of the white picket fence and all those things that are really difficult to, to make happen yeah. without making some adjustments here in our community. But the people who come are really committed to being in the community and that they, that's why they do such a good job. Are there white picket fences in this community? I think there's a couple down in gypsum, right? <laughs> Probably. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. And yeah, you're right. It is tough. It is something that uh, we need to continue to be responsive to, especially, I mean, it's, it's across every industry, but uh, our first responders, that's so, so important, the protection of this community that, uh, you know, that we take care of them. I was just at a meeting the other day, we were talking about how important it is to house snowplow drivers and police are in that same uh, boat, just people that we cannot live without. Um, and, and I've been expressing my frustrations over the whole um, short-term rental stuff. And so I'm, I'm not selling my house. I'm renting it to a police officer. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. So oh, I think that's really I'll, cool. I'll, I'll be back. Nice. Taunt you. Yes. 
<laughs> nice. Uh, that terrifies and makes me happy at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so, and one of the things you always tout is your team, uh, Dwight, that you've had and you've worked with, and obviously the people that have come and gone, the people that are still there. But uh, let's talk about Vail being known as a uh, as one of the forward-thinking police departments, which I think is really cool around the country that uh, people look to Vail as one of those people that are doing things that uh, maybe are a little bit ahead of the curve for some of the other police departments. Can you tell me some of the things that you and your team did in your time that that you're really proud of? Well, the thing that really sets us apart is our collaboration as public safety folks in this county. Everybody works well together. Yeah, we have our moments where we get we have an issue, but we work through them and move on. And the things that I'm most proud of are the work we've done around the co-responder model where we're, move, we're sending officers and clinicians and community paramedics out for people who are having behavioral health issues and you know find longer-term solutions where in the past we really couldn't do that. They either ended up in jail for some minor charge or they, they ended up you know going on a two to four hour drive for you know some mental health prepare help with them. And so now that's that's been solved and it's really working well. And uh, you know, I really wonder what would have happened during COVID if we didn't have that resource. So so happy that the Hope Center and, and Eagle Valley Behavioral Health has really jumped in with both feet to make that happen. That, that yeah. was something that was missing for the first 17 years of my time here. In your estimation, now one who works at a national level, how many uh, what percentage of police departments around the country? Uh, do respond in that sort of way with mental health and law enforcement at the same time to, you know, certain disputes and things like that? Well, there's been exponential growth. I couldn't put a number on it right now. It's probably in the 30 to 40% range. Good. But the, the yeah. big change is, you know, we talked about defunding the police and, and I don't think there's any police chief that wouldn't have been willing to shift some of their funds to help get clinicians out 24 seven because it wasn't, it was an eight to five job until just recently. And so, we're excited to have those folks out there. We're doing much better than seeing a 21-year-old out there with a badge and gun, and that's all the skills they have to deal with people's long-term behavioral health issues. So this is a much better way to do things than we had before. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and not to dive too deep or dive too deep into this because there are other things that we can chat about. But uh, what does it look like? Uh, you know, for those, you know, I'm, I try to ask the questions that I think the community might. But if there is some sort of domestic dispute or something like that, when you know a police officer or something in the past would have come up and knocked on the door, what is this? What is the difference now with sending a clinician? And then how have we seen like the numbers shift or the the outcomes shift? Well, everyone's a little bit different, but uh, the, the officer and the dispatcher who take the initial call make a determination if they need to roll the Hope Center out, and they're on call, and they respond. And, you know, obviously, a big county, so sometimes they get there in five minutes, and sometimes they get there in you know, half an hour. And then the community paramedic joins them to make sure that their physical health is well. And as soon as the clinician feels like uh, that the scene is safe, then they send the officer away and, and deal with the issues that, that they, they can deal with. So... It frees up time for the officers, a lot less people go in the emergency room for mental health issues and, uh, you know, a much better uh, long-term solutions. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, awesome. it's really great. I'm glad to see that. Uh, I'm glad that you said that number was around 30 or 40%. I was worried that uh, that it wouldn't be quite to that point yet, but I'm glad that this uh, is moving across the nation as it, as it should. Um, can you tell us anything about, uh, I know we can't talk too much about it, but uh, the new position that you have accepted uh, is pretty cool. Sure. As you know, I was the president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police, which is a 33,000 member organization in 165 countries. And um, you know, I finished that term in October last year, and I learned so much during that, that job and traveling around the country and the world. I just felt like I had more to give back to the country and the profession that I couldn't impact here in Vail. 
And although it pained me to leave, it was really, uh, I think, a great step. It's a brand new role there. Uh, and I'm, I'm helping the ATF in building relationships and, and working to get the most violent criminals off the streets around our country. Nice. Nice. Well, and building relationships is something that you've always done. You've always been uh, known for in this community, and we always appreciate that. So here's my magic wand question, which I do to podcast guests every so often, and they get annoyed with this. But, uh, you know, you're one who has a lot of experience both here and around the country. You've seen a lot of things. When we think about this community in particular, you think about law enforcement and the role of police in this community. If you did have that magic wand and could improve in any way, what would you do? What were the, what were the steps that you would take? Well, I mentioned it earlier about retention and, uh, you know, that's been my primary focus and um, the housing circumstances need to get fixed to keep people here. They need to have, you know, good available housing that's affordable and we need to pay the employees and give them benefits to want them to stay. And, uh, you know, that means meaningful uh, jobs that uh, make a difference in their communities. And I know that the officers and deputies around Eagle County feel that way but sometimes their life circumstances make it so they can't stay. So we need to take all those barriers away so that they can stay because a long-term officer does a much better job than a brand new officer. They know their way around the community. They can help the guests find where they need to go. They can deal with those complicated family problems. They can help, you know, deal with really much more complicated um, police investigations than when I started, you know, when I started with people burglarizing people's houses for VCRs, if you remember what that is in a TV <laughs> and, and, and now, you know, we're having, you know, complicated uh, cyber crimes and you know, other things that are much more difficult to investigate and take a lot more skills and a lot more education to do a good job at. And, and the borders don't mean anything to, to the criminals we're dealing with these days, whether somebody coming up from Denver to steal bicycles that they can make a lot of money on selling them to, you know, retail, you know, unscrupulous people or, or dealing with that um, internet based crime is, is much more difficult So having officers with experience, it's really important for the community to get good police service. Yeah, that institutional knowledge, institutional knowledge across all business is uh, so incredibly important. But I can, you know, when you say it, it makes even more sense uh, in terms of law enforcement and so forth. Those barriers that you talk about, you you mean you're not allowed to tell your police department, like, don't get married, don't have any kids, and then just one room apartment and you'll be able to continue to be a policeman. <laughs> now we're I did have a cheap, uh, uh, one of my mentors early on tell me, get them married, get them in debt, and you'll keep them on the job. So I'm not sure that really works very well in our community, but yeah. Yeah, in some places that might work, it's it's opposite here. It seems like the baby <laughs> like the grandma and grandpa in this place. Well, you did leave us in good hands here with uh, with Vale and, uh, and all the collaboration between the agencies and so forth. Uh, we're happy for where you've left us. If you were to, I guess, I mean, I don't have any other, not a lot of other questions to ask you there, Dwight. If you're to deliver a message to our community, what would you... What would you share with us as one who's like, you know, lived here for a little bit and now off to other things? Well, as I said at the partnership event, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people here in D.C. when they find out I'm from Vail, they all have a story to tell me about their experience in Vail, whether they attended a wedding or they came on vacation. And it's a meaningful thing for them. And Vail is a special place. And, uh, you know, I've worked in a number of different communities, and this one is a special place. And we all find lots of things to complain about. But we got to look at the positive what we get to see and do every day in the community. We're so lucky. And in regards to the police department, I am 100% confident that the new chief, Ryan Kenny, who I got to work with for six years, will do a wonderful job. I know that the officers at the police department and all of the rest of the employees will do wonderful work and continue on the traditions that I helped lead them through you know, for 22 years. And I'm 100% confident that when I come back and 
five or six years from my little experience here in DC that I'll be proud of the organization and we'll all be proud of the work they're doing. That's the second time you've said it. And that makes it a promise at this point that uh, you're going to return to this community at some point. Is that true? <laughs> uh, make, 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 uh, make plans to make some runs with me. Oh, yeah. good. That, uh, that makes us happy. Hey, thank you for, um, I get to say this now, and this is fun because I knew I was getting to do a podcast with Dwight where we talk about some of the things that Dwight has done. And I also know that my friend Dwight is one of the more humble people on this planet and doesn't like talking about his accomplishments as much as he likes talking about others. So thank you for being willing to share what you've done and what other people have done. And from the community, thanks for your 22 years of service. You made this place safer and better. You took care of your employees and uh, you took care of us. And we all appreciate that, which is why we got to all stand up and cheer for you on that uh, on that day. But the fact that you're coming back, that makes me want to stand up and cheer even more. Well, thank you. And, you know, we shouldn't forget what a great organization the LDI Partnership is. Two-time Chamber of the Year award winner and, you know, the director being, you know, the, the National Executive Director of the Year is, is pretty, pretty important stuff. And uh, I always say that Vail punches above its weight and Colorado punches above its weight around the country. And that clearly is the case with the Vail Valley Partnership. And I'm honored to have received the chairman's award. Thank you very, very much. Right on. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. I'll have Chris Venmo you later. Uh, for Thank all you. <laughs> you bet. Hey, uh, take care of yourself while you're over there. Uh, do good things with the ATF. Make a difference uh, as you always do. And then uh, we can't wait to eventually find you back in this community taking some runs. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks, Eric. Have a good day, everyone.